0: Hi. <laughs> Hi there, guys. It's good to be here. I hope you guys have had a great week and uh, uh, you're feeling good this morning. We've worshipped God. We've uh, come before Him and uh, I hope you're all feeling looking forward to learning a little bit more about Him from the message. So, let me look at my nose first. <laughs> okay, so last week, Andy started a new series, and it was, uh, it's called The Living God, and today, we're looking at The Living God Provides. As you prayed, He's our provider. He provides. So let's look, look at this uh, bit of scripture. Uh, it's from 1 Kings 17, and uh, I love this, love this story, actually. It's a beautiful story. But before we read it, let's, let's look at, look look at it uh, in a bit of a background, look, look at a bit of background to the story. Um, as we uh, heard last week, uh, during this time, the king in Israel was a king named Ahab, and he was not a good guy. He was a bad king. Uh, scriptures say he 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 did evil inside of God, and he, he provoked God's anger. So, and then... Um, the, in chapter 17, uh, Elijah comes on the scene. And uh, uh, our, our, I'm going to read the seven verses before the, verse, before the verses that I'm going to do. But it will give us a, a kind of a background of where we are in the, in the story. Now, Elijah told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives... The God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide the Kereth Ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. And bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then he came, then, okay, so that's what happened. So God asked, uh, when Ahab, when Elijah told Ahab that uh, there's gonna be no rain, that wouldn't have made the king happy. That's gonna be a lot of trouble for him, having no water in the land. So, so, uh, as, as it says in, 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 in later on in the scripture, he wasn't happy with Elijah. So, Lord hides Elijah, Elijah, and he takes him to a place where east of east of Jordan, and by a, a um, uh, by a brook, and he he camps out there. Let's say, and uh, God feeds him by sending um, ravens, and uh, 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 morning and night and he has water from the brook so he was, he, he he's he, he see God's faithfulness in providing food and food and water for him this is the part that we are looking at today It uh, it's starts at verse 8 if you guys have a, have a scripture have a bible have a look at it it is a beautiful i mean if you guys want to know about let me take a breath <laughs> If you guys want to know about Elijah, Elijah is a, a prophet of God. He is, his, his, his life is amazing in scripture. It's in 1 Kings 17 and 18. If you ever get a chance, read about it. It's like, there's some amazing faith-building, faith-building scripture there. So we are on 17, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there for, to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there, gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And he, as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And and she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I'm I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear and do as you have said, but first make a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of oil was spent was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So this is a beautiful, amazing story of Elijah trusting God, the widow trusting God, and God miraculously providing. And uh, I want to look at a bit more detail of how, how it all kind of, Uh, how it all went Uh, but before I do uh, we thought we thought it would be good to have a visual visual thing of what the widow did how she baked baked the the cake with the little bread and little oil so I've asked Emma to kind of uh, show us how, how it happens While she cooks there, (laughs) while she makes it there. Is there anyone, uh, any of the kids' kids want to volunteer to help Emma make some food, make some bread? Is there anyone? (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone else? <laughs> no that's enough what, what one one is enough <laughs> So uh <laughs> good stuff so let's let's look at where, verse 9 says God says to Elijah, "Go to Zarephath and live there. And I have commanded a widow in Zarephath to feed you." This is God's assurance that He has gone before and prepared the way. It, this is God saying to Elijah, "As you trusted me by the brook, by uh, uh, when I fed you with the rain, you can trust me here in Zarephath." And uh, if you look at the look at the map, Israel and Zarephath is Serapeth is not even in Israel. It's a, it's a northern country, and it was a he- long distance for uh, Elijah to go. So when he arrived there, he would have been thirsty. He would have been, uh, he would have been hungry, and uh, he, uh, he, uh, it's, it's a foreign country. He's kind of uh, don't know the people. Uh, it would have been a test of faith for him to just trust what God is saying. And uh, uh, when he met the widow, he, he realized, like, when he met the widow, he realized that actually, uh, from what the widow said, she didn't have any food. And what would have been, he would have been thinking of, uh, what would have been going through his mind? Like, Lord, you sent me here to a foreign land, and uh, to a widow who's, who is, is not from Israel, and na- now she's saying she doesn't have any food What would have been going through his mind? His faith would have been tested. What about the widow? What what does it say? She would have been thinking and feeling. She would have, there's a drought, there's no food. She would have done everything to find food for her son and for herself. And she had come to the end of the line, as, as, as as scripture says. There was nothing there. And she had the last bit of... Uh, last bit of <laughs> last bit of, uh, of flour and 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 the last bit of oil, and uh, when Elijah asked her, like, "Can you do this?" Like, she would have what would have what would have gone through her mind? Can you guys, can you imagine what they have gone through her mind? Like, you have no idea what I'm going through. I have nothing, and my, I've tried. Everything to give food to my son and have food for myself. But there is nothing there. And uh, you are asking me to uh, uh, give you food. And I got nothing. And then the, the promise from Elijah, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. I believe she listened because I believe, as Scripture said, God commanded her before. God instructed her, so there would have been a, a, a measure of faith God give, that had given her to listen to what Elijah was saying, and she listened. And uh, that doesn't mean that her, like she was completely like shaken about it. She would have it would have really tested her faith severely, but she did listen and did trust that God was going to take care of her. And provide for her. And what Elijah said wouldn't have even made any sense. The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty. How can that happen? Uh, But she did she wrestled she would have wrestled with what, what was said, but she did trust. And when she did trust, she knew God's providence, and she knew. She, that gave her life. So that was, that was that's that is the story. God is taking both Elijah and the widow through a, a test of faith here, and both looking, both listening to God and, and doing what He's asking to do, and trusting Him. Uh, yeah. So, so that is the, that is the story. How is it going, guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, but God's going to provide. So just imagine, like, <laughs> every, every night, every night, the, 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 the jars are empty. And every morning, she gets up, she looks in the jar. There's stuff. <laughs> that, would have been a, that would have been amazing. So, what does it say in this, in this story, in this scripture? What does it say about our God? What does it say to you? What do you think? Tell me something he says to you. Anyone? He cares about our needs. Definitely. Anything else? He provides for us. As a, as the subject today. <laughs> it's a good one, yes, definitely. What does it say about him? Him about his miraculous power. Yeah. Do you find it, like, amazing that he provides for her in that miraculous way? Sorry. He keeps his promises. Yes, he does. He listens to us. Yeah. So, this is our God. He, he, He cares for us. He provides for us. He keeps his promises. And he is also able, like, he he's that what he did was miraculous. How how does that even happen, Lord? But look at the way God provided. It, it was miraculous. So I feel like as scriptures say in Luke, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. It's far beyond our wildest imagination. Um let's let's look at a couple of examples of how god provided yeah miraculously do you remember when the israelites went to went uh, to came out of egypt and was going to the promised land do you guys remember anyone remembers that story <laughs> That's getting distracted. <laughs> Does anyone remember the story? The Israelites when they came out of Egypt and were going to the promised land, how did God provide? What did God provide for them? Mana, yeah. For how long? Forty years. How many people? A lot of people every morning, like the manna was there. And like, read, read the story, I think it's in um, Exodus 16. Exodus 16, read the story of the manna. It's amazing, like how God provides. Like, on, on the sixth day, God provided twice a month for the next day. So, but every day that He provided, they couldn't use it the next day, it, it would go bad. But on the sixth day, he provided that didn't go bad. I mean, those details are like, God's amazing. I mean, he's, he's, his, his power, his creation is amazing. You can completely trust him. Um, what about when Jesus fed the 5,000? Have you thought about that? Have you, Jesus, I'm sure you have. I'm sure we all have thought about 5,000 people, five loaves of bread, two fishes. It doesn't run out. And there's leftovers it is amazing i like i what i want you what i want you guys to get is get excited about like god is such a amazing uh, powerful powerful dad <laughs> he's our dad that's what i want you guys to be excited about and he can provide uh, in in, in uh, uh, so god is also saying, I am faithful, like, like we remind ourselves, he is faithful, he keeps his promises. Um, I, I want you to uh, listen to this one, Hebrews 6.8 So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable, because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, he who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong, trustworthy anchor for our souls. Guys, remember, He is a trustworthy anchor for our souls. The hope that He gives, the the assurance that He gives, he, that He's our provider, is a trustworthy anchor for our souls. He is faithful, and He can do it. Uh, he has said that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You, you, you. We all have heard that being said many times. But that, just imagine, He's with you always. What does the scripture in this, in this story tell about people? What does it tell about Elijah? Like we were reminded last week, Elijah was just a man like us. He was a man like us. In James it says, in scripture it says, Elijah was a man like us. He prayed, he spoke to God, he listened to God, and he trusted God, and he did what God asked him to do. And he knew God in a way that he knew that God was able to provide. In, 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 in the same way that we know him, he knew that God was able to provide for him. He saw God providing for him when he was, when he was um, uh, camping out by the brook, and he knew that um, nothing was impossible for God. so as it says in in the scripture he trusted god and he when he went to Zerapeth, again it, it was a it was a for him it was a foreign land he was a, a a foreign people he had to trust trust the widow who didn't have anything and and, and still he he knew that god was able to provide and god god gave him a prophetic word to give to the to the widow uh Elijah not only knew God; he knew who he was in God as well, like we do. We know who we are in God. Elijah knew his identity. Elijah knew that he was a child of God. Elijah knew that God was always faithful to him. He knew that he, God loves him. We, as we, we, our worship time today, we we, we reminded ourselves of how much He loves us, how much He cares for us. He's, He's. He never changes and uh his his love is what what i call is an active love he he he' he is always working even when we don't see it so what i want what i want what i want to remember here is as well like you know this is this is stories from the old testament uh but now, we have uh, the assurance of knowing of God God's sending his son to die for us on a cross. And what, how much love he has shown to us on the cross. We, that's, that's an amazing assurance of his love for us. So, uh, know your identity. You are adopted by God. You are a child and, and you can go to him and call him our Father and, and he's there for you. Uh, the widow, her test of faith was, was the biggest. She was co- called to trust Elijah, a man he didn't know. Uh, he, and he was a foreigner. And also, uh, uh, the, the widow was asked to trust the Lord of Israel she may have heard about him, but she wouldn't have known scripture. I doubt it, if she knew any scripture. But she, uh, but she trusted, she, and she gave sacrificially. And uh, that's an amazing uh, testament of God's miraculous power. Her trusting God and God's miraculous power providing for her completely. Uh, yeah, she, she was rewarded with life, God's miraculous portion. So, just a quick recap. What's the time like? Okay. What is faith? What is faith? Scriptures say faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I see faith as an active thing as well. You've got to take a step. I like to see it like I like to see this see it happening like this. When you ask God and pray, when you pray and ask God that uh, Lord, I want to I wanna climb this mountain, I want to get over this mountain. I, I really have to get over this mountain, and you could you please help me? And our response is... God's response is like, "Yeah, I am, I am, I'm happy to give you the, the ability to go over this mountain, and I'm going to provide everything, provide the grace and the, and the, whatever you need to climb over this mountain." And then, if you stay in the one place, because you can't see the plan. Now, you, you might have heard this. You, you can see only the first step because it's foggy and you can't see. But you've got to take that first step. God wants you to take that first step because you might not understand what He's doing. You might not see what He's doing. But He wants you to take that first step. When you do take that first step, then the fog will clear a bit. Then you'll see another step. And then you'll see, you know what? I keep taking a step, and I see another step. God has made a path. It is there. God's gone before. That's, that's the most amazing thing about God. He go, goes before. Scriptures is so clear. He goes before. We've seen it in our lives. He goes before, and he, and he makes a way. It might, it might not be, you might not understand it. It might not be clear for you, but take that step. God wants you to take a step of faith. So... What are the challenges you are facing today in life? Let's have a quick look at what are the ch- challenges you have. We know that cost of living is gone up, going up. We know that uh, bills are going up, mortgage rates. Things are not not easy. It's not easy for some, some of us. It might be easy, but it's, it might not be. What are the challenges you have? Tell me, tell me some. Enlighten me. Come on. <laughs> are there anything that um, you guys are struggling with? No? Nothing? <laughs> just just think of you talking to me one-to-one. One. What do you guys... <laughs> <coughs> what are the challenges you guys have? I, um, my husband is a job station. Downstairs. Wow. Okay that's 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 tough that's a tough one yeah what else what are the what are the challenges you guys are facing as people what are the challenges i am facing i'm i'm thinking like the the construction trade is 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 going a bit uh, they're predicting it's going to be slow this year so i am concerned about my work uh, like, will I, will I, will this company that I work for, will they have enough work for me to continue? So I'm concerned about that. Is there anything else you guys are concerned about? Anything? <laughs> sorry, yeah, Jane, sorry, Jane. Oh, that's a, that's a hazard, is it? Oh, right, okay. okay that's a big one (laughs) yeah so we we have all these challenges and uh, you know when we get these challenges where do we put our faith in is it in um, is it in talking to the council to make sure that it happens is it in uh, 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 you know again looking at how how the government can provide and what are the what are the loopholes or whatever is there to support or is it do you trust in god do you also trust in god or do you first trust in god and trust in everything else where is your trust is it trusting in a faithful god who is able to provide who is able to miraculously provide maybe not in the way you understand or not in the way you expect but in the way that will be good for you is that where your trust is god's assurance for you today is from from the from the, the scripture that we read do not fear go and do as you have said but first, make a little cake, bit of cake of it and bring it to me. Then, afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain. Look at that, it's full now. <laughs> <laughs> it's full, yeah? Amazing. God, God does provide, guys. I I know it's like, but that's how it was. God always kept those junk and the uh, stuff going. She, ha- I mean, it says the drought was for three and a half years. That's a long time, and um, the how the, the widow, her son, and Elijah had what they needed. Thank you. So uh, that is God's assurance. So there my what is what what is um, is there anything God is asking you to sacrifice like um, here the widow sacrificed he she made a huge sacrifice she had that was the last bit of bit of flour and oil and she sacrificed that is God asking you to make a sacrifice like that and is God asking you to have trust him. Again, you, you might not feel like it because the, the wisdom of the world is quite different to the wisdom of, of, of the scripture of God. Is that something that you, you don't feel like? You can't see the steps, but are you willing to trust God as the widow was willing to trust God? Are you willing to trust that he is faithful Are you able to anchor in him and know that he is for you? You are in this amazing relationship with him as a child of the living God. Are you able to completely trust him for all your provision? And whatever it might be, are you willing to take that step? It could be sacrificial sometimes, it could be Financial or it could be time is God asking you for a sacrificial commitment, and are you willing to surrender to him we We looked at are we willing to surrender to him that's really spoke to me. Am I willing to surrender and trust him so yeah. take away take away this today as the scripture said he is able to provide for you he is able in any and any way he is able to provide for you he might he might not do it in the way that you that you understand but he has got the best interest of in, your, in his heart for you. He is always doing good for you. <laughs> you, you, you know, you've you heard this story. You might have heard this story. Uh, it's um, if you could live by eating cake and, and ice cream, you would do that because why not? It's fun. But you can't, isn't it? You ask God, like, can I have some cake and ice cream? I just I love it. But God gives you like broccoli and <laughs> all kinds of stuff and fruit and that you got to eat. But that's because God knows that will that is what will sustain you. That will what will give you good health and that that is what will actually make you happy in the end. So God's got your back. You can trust Him. Let Him be anchor in Him, and uh, know that He will provide for you. <coughs>